So if you've got your Bibles, go ahead and mark chapter 20 of Deuteronomy, chapter 20 of Psalm. And let's turn over to the book of Proverbs, chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29 says this. Skip down to the 25th verse. The fear of man bringeth a snare. But whoso it, whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. This morning our title for our thought would be Forbidden Fear. We do not want to imply to anybody today that fear does not exist. What we are saying is that we might cast away fear. Let me read you again, Proverbs 29 and 25. The fear of man bringeth a snare. So you can get the idea in the image this morning that fear can trap you. This morning, if we are not careful, fear will engulf our lives and we become trapped. Let's read the rest of that verse. But whosoever putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Now when we talk about fear... I want you to think about something else as you turn over to the book of Psalm, chapter 20. If I was to ask you what does it mean to intimidate or what intimidation is, what would you describe intimidation as? Maybe one that wants to strike fear in you before anything may transpire or make you feel defeated before you ever start. When you think about intimidation, it's where something is bigger or stronger or you stand no chance. Sometimes, I want you to think about in your own life, how many times do things come to you and they try to intimidate you? I don't mean people, I'm talking about circumstances and people and circumstances and situations that we face in our life. Sometimes these things come at us and they're very intimidating. And the truth is, let's just admit this. If we are fighting these battles on our own, we should be intimidated. But folks, with God, we have the ability to cast out fear. And as we read in Psalm, for whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. We're not saying that these things do not come. What we are saying is you're safe. Psalm chapter 20, let me read to you if I may for just a minute. Beginning in the... Seventh verse. Some put their trust in chariots. And some in horses. So you get this idea of this mighty army that is there. But we, we're not worried about the horses or the chariots. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord, let the king hear us when we call. Now let's go back to the book of Deuteronomy for just a moment. Deuteronomy chapter 20. Close your eyes and I want you to imagine just a minute evil or intimidation coming after you. Remember what we just read to you in Psalm that said that some people put their trust in chariots. They want the chariots and they want the horses to intimidate you. But listen to what, excuse me, the 20th chapter of Deuteronomy, verse 1 says this. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies, 
He said, and you're going to see his horses. You're going to see chariots. And people more than thou. Psalm said, some trust in chariots and some in horses. But Deuteronomy we're reading here is that when you go to battle against your enemies, you're going to see his horses, chariots, and people more than thou. But folks, this morning, thanks be unto God, there is a comma. If we went out into our battles and we saw armies that were bigger than us, if we saw that we were outnumbered, we would probably surrender before we ever even begin to fight the battle. But remember, there is a comma, and listen to what the, the God's Word teaches us. Be not afraid of them. You want an answer for why? Let's keep reading there. For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Folks, God is telling his people to fight the battles. I know today when we talk about that fear is forbidden and is, we titled it Forbidden Fear, we should not have fear in our life. For God said, do not be afraid to fight the battles. I have no idea this morning what battle that you are facing. Maybe you're facing the battle this morning of being saved and you think to yourself that you, you begin to ration and say, God, I'm not worthy to be saved. And that's a very true statement. We are not worthy to be saved. But that doesn't mean that God cannot save you. Just because we are not worthy doesn't mean that, that, that we've met the criteria. The criteria is that we submit and realize that we need a Savior in our life, folks. And that Savior is Jesus Christ. We all need Jesus. Every one of us. But sometimes we're afraid. Sometimes we are intimidated. One of the, one of the, the features that the peacock has is that he, he, he uses his feathers. And one purpose of that is he wants to appear big because he wants to intimidate the predators. Today, folks, I want you to know something that sometimes the battles that you are facing, they don't seem small, they're large battles. Sometimes we see here that when you go out against a battle against thine enemies and see his horses and chariots and people more than thou, he said, you're going to have a temptation to be afraid, but the, the, listen to what he says, be not afraid of them. The Bible is very clear to us this morning that it's not a matter of if we ever face battles. This morning, may we be honest with ourselves and let's be honest with our lives. It's when we face battles. So let's stop right there. Let's define this morning or let you define to yourself what is a battle for you. What is a battle? I'm not talking about what is a specific circumstance. What does it mean to battle? A battle is a conflict. A battle is opposition, and there's, there, there's a pull, one against the other. But in this battle, we have to understand it's not about if we ever face a battle. It's when we face a battle. When thou goest out to battle. Job said that man born a woman is but few days and full of trouble. That's what man is. It doesn't mean that we just have one circumstance or maybe two circumstances or three circumstances. Folks, trouble is something we're going to face all the days of our life. I will concede something this morning with you. I believe some things that we face trouble us a little bit and I believe some things trouble us greatly. But the truth is today, folks, God does not only want us in the major matters, He wants us in the minor matters. 
God wants us in the battles that, that we may seem like mountains, but He also wants to see us when we're walking down the, the level ground. God wants us to be there and that we might call upon Him, that we might walk hand in hand with Him because the truth is, is that we have to forbid fear in our life. Fear is chasing us. Fear is after us. It intimidates us. But when thou goest out to battle, one man today that is born of woman is few days and full of trouble. If you kept your place there in the book of Psalm, skip back or a few chapters later to the 34th division of Psalm. Psalm chapter 34. I want to skip down to the 19th verse for just a minute. And as you're turning to those verses, I want you to know something. It doesn't matter who you are, what kind of occupation you have. It doesn't matter how popular you may be, how powerful you may be. We all have troubles. Every one of us, we, we, we hear and we read and we know and understand that even the greatest are going to fight battles. Listen to what we read in Psalm chapter 34 and verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Aren't you thankful again for the grammatical understanding is there's not a period right there? Folks, this morning we concede and we understand that there are battles and there are innumerable battles that we face. Your battle's not my battle. My battle's not yours. It's not the person in front of you, behind you, the person you saw this morning, nor if time tarries, the person you will see tonight. We all have our own battles. Psalm said that some people put their confidence in chariots and horses because they want to intimidate you. But the truth of the matter is today, we should not be intimidated for what our scripture text this morning in Deuteronomy chapter 20 is teaching us is we should fear not. But there are many afflictions, he said, that are going to happen to the righteous. We get this idea for some reason that if you live right, you do right, you always try to say and do the right things, you don't have problems in your life. And may we dispel that this morning that even the greatest folks are still going to face afflictions in their life. God, why? Why can a person go to church why can a person let their light shine? Why can a person love you so much and yet still face trials in their life? I'll tell you why. Because God said he's going to provide what you need to endure these things. Let's keep reading that verse in Psalm 34 and 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But I want you to please pay attention to how many that we get into God helps us out of. Don't you love a perfect God? Can I say that before I read the rest of the verse? Aren't you thankful for a perfect God? Listen to what he said. But the Lord delivereth him out of them all. This morning I'm not going to stand up here and contradict the scripture. For I will tell you this, in God in his own manner... God in his own way has always provided and delivered me out of the afflictions that we face here in this life. Things are not the way that we always want. And I never want to mislead anybody. But I know this. It's exactly the way that God has planned. And God has a purpose for me. God has a purpose for you. But you know, sometimes the enemy comes out with their many uh, horses and their many chariots and people that are much more than I. There's an intimidation factor that's there. 
But the psalmist said that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them uh, out of them all. We have this idea that afflictions and bad things or hard things only happen to the wicked. I don't know where that idea and that concept comes from, but the truth is, is that it rains on the just and the unjust. It's not because it's some have deserved or some are undeserving. The truth is we all deserve hell. We all deserve the things that are befallen upon us. And here he said, it's to the righteous. Don't get the idea this morning that if we're going through a trial, if there's an army with the horses and the chariots and the people that are mightier than us, please do not fall into that trap of saying, well, God's trying to punish me. God's not punishing us. God's testing us. You know, I've learned in tests, whether it's physical abilities, mental abilities, or whatever, that sometimes people are pushed and they realize that they knew more or they could do more than they ever thought that they could. Why? Because they were pushed. Folks, today I'm not saying that God is pushing you, but may you understand this. All circumstances in our life, God is showing us how strong we are in Him. How strong we are, and I'm, I'm emphasizing that. How strong we are, not by our own merit, but how strong we are in Him. Why today? Because forbidden fear is what we should not have. Fear should be cast out from us. For He said, the righteous, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Now, if, if I was to say that, that the righteous people have some, some uneasiness in their life, if I told you that the righteous had some uncomfortable circumstances in their life, we would just say, yeah, but at least it's not afflictions. Understand this. Afflictions are very painful situations. God's people are not exempt from tough, trying, painful situations. I can tell you right now that there are people, there are saved people that are facing not just a light drizzle of a rain, but they're right in the middle of a storm. We think that just because we're a child of God that maybe things should be lighter or they should be lesser. Folks, when we're a child of God means we've already been provided protection in the storms. That's why he said do not be intimidated. The darker the cloud, the more fearful we become. Is it not when a storm happens? We see the cloud and we're like, man, that cloud sure looks dark. That really does look like a nasty storm that's coming this way. We often are intimidated by what we see. And you know what? He said, don't worry about the chariots. Don't worry about the horsemen. Don't worry about the people that seem to be bigger than you are. He said, in that 20th chapter in the first verse, he said, be not afraid of them. Here, in the book of Psalms in the 34th chapter in the 19th verse, God is reminding us that these afflictions are painful. I came across a verse in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm not going to turn over and read it, but he talked about light affliction. Light affliction is the word that, that Paul uses there. Paul is not saying that afflictions are light as far as they don't hurt to the people of God. Again, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and in verse 17... What Paul is saying is they are light compared to the glory of God. Can I say that one more time? Paul's not saying that the afflictions, and by the way, we can spend a lot of time studying about Paul and the afflictions that he had. But his light afflictions were not that they didn't hurt. 
He just said when you compare them to the glory of God, they pale in the comparison. Folks, the goodness of God is far greater than the painfulness that we endure here in this life. Would you agree with that? Folks, God is good. We should sing glory hallelujah this morning that God is good. Why? Because no matter how big the army is, no matter how many chariots, no matter how many people that we seem to be outnumbered, he tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 20 and verse 1, be not afraid of them. Psalm again, 34 and 19 said, many are the afflictions of the righteousness. I don't know a one of you and I'll even expand this out. I don't know a person in my life that wishes that afflictions were singular. Don't you wish that, that afflictions were singular in the fact of we deal with them knowing if I could just get over this one time in my life, then I'm set free today, folks. I'm not going to mislead you. Afflictions and pain and hurt and the sorrows of this life, they are not singular. But can I tell you something? They will come to an end one day. Folks, for every child of God, we believe that when we leave this world, our afflictions are left behind. Do you believe in that? Amen. Folks, what a glorious day that you and I are going to experience one day when our body is going to slumber in death and what we leave behind is not family and friends only, but we're leaving behind a lot of pain and sorrow. We get our wires crossed up sometimes thinking that when we leave this world that we are worse off than when we were here. Folks, every child of God is better off when they leave this life. There's a greater place awaiting us. And for those of us that are saved by God's grace, may we realize not to be afraid when something seems bigger than us. For even though these armies and these chariots and these horses are bigger than us, they are not bigger than God. Psalms told us in the very beginning that some trust in the chariots and the horses. They think that if the enemy has a lot of chariots and horses, then we need a lot of chariots and horses. And I'm going to tell you this again, and I'm going to tell you over and over. Folks, it's not about the number of horses and chariots that's imported. It's about who do you have, folks. And if you've got God, you've got all that you need. In fighting these battles that you and I face, we have God. But the psalmist said, many are the afflictions, and the Lord delivers him out of them all. For every child of God, there is nothing that is permanently going to inflict us. That is something that's going to be done away with. But let, let's go ahead and let's go to the other side of that. For any person that's not saved by the grace of God, you know what? They may live a life without afflictions, but they're going to. But you know when their true afflictions are going to happen is when they leave this life. You remember what the rich man said? I am tormented in these flames. Study the word tormented. The tormented doesn't mean something that is lightly taken. It doesn't mean something that's just uncomfortable, folks. It means tormented something that they can think. It even, it, it even disturbs them thinking about the depth of how much pain they're in. But they are stuck and they are there in that torment. This morning, if you're here and you've never been saved by the grace of God, for those that may hear these very words that we're reading today, I hope you will understand is that for a child of God, our torments and our pains not forever. It's going to leave this life. But for those that are unsaved, those will begin when they leave. And he said, and the Lord delivers him out of them all. God has a purpose. God has a reason. And God desires that we might be able to trust him in the things that we face here in this life. But I want to turn back to Deuteronomy chapter 20 for just a minute. And when thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and people more than thou. 
Do you get this idea that those sometimes are looking at something that seems absolutely overwhelming? Man, those questions, it starts early in our life. seems overwhelming the questions a teacher put on the test. It seems overwhelming the older we get uh, of how we're going to pay the bills or it's overwhelming how we're going to, to provide and do all the things and it's overwhelming how we're going to stay healthy or it just seems overwhelming. Can I ask you something today without getting personal? Is there anything in your life that sometimes it just gets overwhelming? Anything? Sometimes it gets pretty overwhelming. But listen to what... said, so even though you see horses and chariots and people more than thou... You know, one of the great tricks that Satan tries to bestow upon us is to make it seem like a peacock. I'll go back to that again. Spreads its feathers to make it look bigger than what it really is. Sometimes the devil wants us to make things are bigger than really what they are. Do you remember the thumb test that I told you? You know, if, if, if you're standing right in front of a vehicle, you know, the problem looks big, but if you get it far enough away and you put your thumb up, you cover it, folks. If we put our, our, our problems far enough away and we get God in there, the truth is, is that we get separated and our problems are smaller, not because that they've changed, but it's where our vantage point is. Folks, God will protect us from all things. God will. He desires for that. In the afflictions that we face, he said, Satan is trying to, to, to create all of these environments for us that, that we seem intimidated by or overcome by. But God said, I want to help you to overcome. I know I've been in Psalms several times, but I want to turn over to this 142nd division of Psalm for just a minute. Psalm 142. I want to just go, there's seven verses here, so I'm going to read all of it. Psalm 142. We have chariots. We have horsemen. We have people that are mightier than I. Psalm 142 and verse 1 said, I cry on the Lord with my voice, and with my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. You know, sometimes we think it's just a casual talk to God about the major battles that are coming after us. Get the imagery of what David said. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. He said, I pleaded my case. Do you think when you see the army coming? I don't know what you've got in your life, but sometimes we just see the chariots. We see the people. We see the horses coming. And all of a sudden we feel like they were intimidated. He said, I was, listen to this third verse, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me. Again, folks, forbidden fear. It's not the fact that we are not overwhelmed, but what do we do when we are overwhelmed? Maybe you feel good today. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I can tell you this. If time tarries and you get overwhelmed tomorrow, these scriptures are still going to be valid. These scriptures are not expiring on you and I today. He said, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knowest my path. In the way wherein I walk, they have privately laid a snare for me. He said, look at what's happening. He said, I looked to my right hand. Behold, there was no man that would know me. Refuge fell me. No man cared for my soul. I cried unto the Lord. I said, Lord, thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. 
Do you see what David said? He said, I see an army. He said, I see the chariots. I see the people. He said, I've got fear. But for it, fear is something that is forbidden. He said, no. Bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Folks, today, God's word is good for every one of us. I don't know what you've got. I don't know where you've been. I don't know where you're headed. But I do know this, is that God does not want us to be overwhelmed. Has anybody here ever just sometimes had a circumstance or situation or maybe continually circumstances or situations, you just feel overwhelmed? What do you do? Probably the number one thing we do is just gripe and complain about it. Well, that's okay, but folks may remember this. Take it to God. Talk to Him. And that's why, going back to Deuteronomy for just a minute, if I may, listen to what we're reading here. He said, When you see His horses and chariots and people, more than thou, He gives us a commandment. Be not afraid of them. Folks, do you know how or what it takes not to be afraid? You got to have faith. You got to have faith and believe that God is bigger. Do you think God is bigger than hell and he can bring a person out? David talked about that. David talked about how that he was low and God picked him up and he brought him out. If you're saved this morning, you too have been delivered from the very pits of hell. Today, if you're here and you've not been saved, God can deliver you from the very pits of hell. God can do that. Forbidden fear today is not something that, that God wants us to have. He wants us to be removed from that. But listen to what he says. He said, he encourages, he said, be not afraid of them. What are we supposed to be afraid of or not to be afraid of? God is trying to tell us is the fact not that we're not going to face the battles. He's not saying the chariots are not going to come. He's not telling you the people are going to outnumber you. What he's saying is you're going to be victorious. Folks, I believe that there's many people today in heaven singing about the victory in Jesus. I believe there are people today that are here upon this earth that they have been set free from the bondage and the chains of sin and they're singing about the victory in Jesus. Maybe the person that medically has been healed and they're singing about the victory in Jesus. Or maybe the one that's been praying for whatever it is and God has answered that prayer. You've seen the change and they're singing about victory in Jesus, folks. I am telling you today, folks, with God, we will win the battles. Today, I'm not afraid of the battles. I'm afraid of fighting the battles without God. Folks, we have God. We have Him with us. And that's why He said, be not afraid of them. What are we afraid of today? What is it today that we are intimidated by? For I want to read you a verse in the book of Isaiah chapter 12. Bear with me this morning. I had several scriptures on my heart. But Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 2 said this. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and be and not be afraid. I'm going to read that again. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. One of the more interesting words that you read about in the scripture is the word behold. It just means there's a pretty powerful and a pretty 
important issue that's about to happen. And the truth is, God is important to us. We need Him. For behold, God is my salvation, and I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah, where do we, where do we get it from? The Lord Jehovah. Now, Jehovah in the New Testament is Jesus. The Old Testament is Jehovah. The New Testament, it's Jesus. If you have Jesus with you, God is my salvation. Or excuse me. I will trust in the Lord uh, and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Do you know how we get saved? We don't get saved because we go to the water. We don't get saved because what we've accomplished in our lives. And maybe even contrary to popular belief, you don't get saved by accepting. And what I mean by that is you can accept somebody in your house, but does that mean you trust them? Folks, today, listen to what we're reading here. I will trust. Today, folks, I pray today that all of you have trust in Jesus. Jesus. Today, folks, I thank God that we can put our trust in Him. And that's why He said that God is my salvation. This is Isaiah 12 and verse 2. God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. <clears throat> Do you know what trust does? When trust comes in, fear comes out. I trust that I'm ready for the test. I trust that my vehicle is going to get me there. I trust that the lights are going to come on in darkness. Whatever the situation may be, when you trust in something, fear is removed. The problem is when you trust something and it fails. Can I tell you something else I believe in? We do not put our trust in God and then God fail. I may trust that the lights are going to come on and the switch go bad or electricity go out and it, it unintentionally failed me, folks. God is not going to... Falter in that way. God is always with one that we can trust in and will always provide. He said, and he tells us there, he said, and not be afraid. What does he say not to be afraid of? He says, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength. Why does a person need strength? Can I take a little detour just a second? Can I tell you something else I believe in? Sin weakens us. Sin weakens us. Why do we indulge in it and why are we so accepting of it when we are weakened by sin? Folks, we're weakened by sin, but we are strengthened in Christ Jesus. Today, which one do you need? Do you need weakness or do you need strength? And the battle is in front of every one of us. And we don't need to be weak in a battle. We need to be strong. People want to go into a battle, but they're weak when they go into the battle. May I, I pray today for you that God would give you the strength that as you enter into a battle, that you are a strong soldier of the cross. That you're a believer. That you're trusting in Him. For He said, He is not only not to be afraid, He said, He is my strength and my song. There's so many people in this world today that don't have a song in their heart. But He tells them, He says, but don't be afraid. That God wants us to overcome. For going back to Deuteronomy for just a minute. For he says, The Lord thy God is with 
thee. Just because you have troubles in life, just because things are hard, just because things are difficult and the enemies are big, the chariots are, are innumerable and the people are innumerable, doesn't mean that God has left you. It just simply means that God is with us. Do you remember back in Genesis chapter 15? You don't have to turn back and read it. The very first time that God tells us, fear not. Why does God have to tell us to fear not? And matter of fact, not only does he have to remind us to fear not, he tells us that we do not have to fear not. And why? He said, because I'm with you. Today, folks, I, I pray that we would realize is that we don't need to fear not. That's what he began to tell us in Genesis chapter 15. Don't be afraid. I wish I could promise you all as we say amen and we sing our song and we walk out of this place that I can tell you there's not an army waiting on you. I wish I could tell you that there's not chariots that are intimidating that are going to come after you. I wish I could tell you these things are not there. But what I can tell you is God is there too. God's in the church. God's in the world. God's everywhere that we need Him to be. Why? Because we carry Him with us. Do you have the Holy Spirit that abides within you? For the Lord thy God is with thee. And I'm going to close here in just a minute. But listen to what he says in the last part of that verse. He said, have you forgotten? He said, you got to the, 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 a time in your life that seemingly you were going to be defeated. He said, I brought you out of it. I brought you out of Egypt. He said, I delivered you from Pharaoh's army. He said, all these things happened. And he said, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Folks, the same God that created the plan for the, the Israelites and God's people to get extradited or brought out of that land is the same God today that has a plan to bring you out of where you're at. You may not need out of anything. I'll tell you this, the circumstances and the, the ebb and flow of life, we get in and we get out. We get in and we get out. But whatever it is that we're facing this morning, know this. Forbidden fear. It's forbidden that we fear in our life. Forbidden fear is something that we should not have in our life. But we should trust in God that He can provide so remember what we read to you there in the very beginning? I'm going to close reading those again. Proverbs 29 and 25 said, The snare of man, the fear of man, bringeth a snare. Fear is a trap. But whosoever putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Psalm said, Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. The world's trying to intimidate us all they want, but I know this. God is bigger. God bless you this morning. I want us to get a song if we could.